Every life has a story, and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story. They are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. It is not often that you meet somebody with whom you have so much in common. Our guest tonight and I share so many things. We both come from a family of seven siblings. He migrated to Australia over 20 years ago. I did the same. (laughs) He studied at the West Australian Bible College and so did I just before him, I think, or maybe after him. He um, studied a bachelor's degree in business and so did I. He's a pastor of a church, and so am I. So there's five of them. He's ministering, he's working, and he does both kingdom ministry and church ministry, and so do I. So there's six of them. And I'm sure there'll be a seventh one tonight, which we are yet to discover. Tonight, we welcome to the show Arnel Infante. Welcome, Arnel. Well, thank you so much. That was a surprise for me to know that there's... So many things that... Uh, yeah, I didn't know. Similar. You know, you said this quick quick bio, even though we've known each yeah. other for almost 20 mm-hmm. years. Uh, when I saw this bio, I thought, man, it's like I'm, I'm reading my own little biography <laughs> there. And uh, it's just interesting. But, uh, you know, we, we've clicked from the first time we met each other, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. So um, sometimes you don't know why. And uh, obviously, now we see that we've got so yeah. much in common. So you migrated in 1997 from the Philippines. Which island? Mm, uh, actually, in Luzon. Okay, the yeah. main one. Yeah, main one. So north, I, south. It's from the north in Pampanga, Pangila City. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've been there. Oh, the, I've actually yeah. gone through there. Uh, I've, uh, you know, Urdaneta. Yes, that's in Pangasinan. Yeah. The, the crossing. Mm, yeah. Massive. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I was stuck there once in the middle of the night ah. with my wife coming from a thousand islands, yeah. trying to hitch a ride to <laughs> uh, Baguio up. And we were stuck in this intersection for a few hours. Wow. And somebody said, there is a bus. So we, we had to leave a thousand islands and get back to Baguio. And they told us that there's no buses, but there was a bus going your way. And that bus dropped us off in Urdaneta. And they said in about two hours, there's a bus that comes from Manila. Just wave it down and it will pick you up. And we were just waiting and waiting. It was longer than two hours. It seemed forever. And it was in the middle of the night, pitch dark. And uh, eventually this bus showed up and it (laughs) stopped. Because they had to stop there. It was a stop sign to cross the road. And we just went crazy. And they took us on, and uh, we both fell asleep, asleep all the way to Baguio. There's still another four hours from the three and a half hours, <laughs> all the winding roads up the mountain. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's our excitement of the Philippines. Mm. So were you near the ocean? No, no not really. No. Hills? We're in, uh, yeah, we're living in the hills. So. Uh, veggie gardens, market gardens? No, no. Um, actually, we're in um, um, Hangele City, close to... Um, it's like... Um, it's not really a, um, in an, uh, an island in the sense of uh, we're close to the beach or the um, coast, but um, yeah, just a, a small... Close to the airport. Yeah, airport. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
Clark. Clark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I was amazed what the Americans built there, mm. you know, at Clark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that airport, that part is yeah. growing. They put some motorways there. Last yeah. time I was there as well. Mm. So you grew up in a town, uh, quite a large city, not, not a small town. Yeah, it is, yeah. And uh, seven siblings, where do you fit in? Well, I'm the middle child. Okay, the fourth. Yeah, the fourth. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, how many daughters? How many I sisters? I have two sisters, elder sisters, and yeah. um, the eldest is, um, you know, my eldest brother, and then there's three others Smaller. after me. Yeah, boys, three boys. Three so boys. interesting growing up with... Uh, so you had an older brother and three younger brothers? Yes. Okay. How was it like growing up in the Philippines? Well, it was... Um, very tough in a sense, you know, because um, seven siblings, you know, you and uh, um, you don't have much. No, I mean, my, my mom is a teacher, my dad um, just worked part times and things like that. But uh, um, having seven kids in a family, of course, it's really hard, yeah, you know, for especially for the parents to bring up these. Uh, um, Did you seven own the kids. property or were you renting? No, we have our own, okay. Yeah. Uh, because when I, I think when I, was, when I was a baby, my dad used to work overseas, so they were able to um, um, have something, you know, they to invest up. something. Yeah, they have set up the house and we got a small business, but that business that he's got, it um, didn't work very well, so yeah. So where did he work? What country? Um, Philippines. Oh, in the Philippines. Yes. <laughs> so not overseas, but on a different. Oh no, my dad. Sorry. Oh. Are you working? Uh, I think it was in Vietnam, Laos, Vietnam. That, uh, that's how they called okay. that before. That was yeah, yeah. in nineteen sixty-two. <laughs> what was he doing? I think he is, he works in a construction. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, I didn't know much about it because um, you were you know, small. I was. I was. Well, not baby. even alive. I was a baby when he was away. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, if our listeners are hearing a lot of noise, there's a massive storm that has just come through and uh, we can hear it. So if you're listening and you're thinking, what's that noise behind? Well, just know our studio is quite well camouflaged, but the noise of the storm is massive. There's a massive storm outside, so just know that. Yes. Okay, interesting, interesting. So you, you went to the school where your mom was teaching? Yes, she, she was my teacher in we call it in uh, grade, grade two or second grade. Yeah. Wow, she was that's my teacher. I think most, all of us kids, uh, she was, she became our teacher. Was there a lot of pressure on you? I don't know. Uh, don't remember. There's, there's nothing. I can't remember. It was too long ago, and um, I, I guess um, we we just enjoy going to school. I yeah. enjoyed going to school when I was a kid. I don't even have to study sometimes, but I know when the teacher teach, I can pick it up and I, that, that, that's how So it if went. you paid attention in class, you would have just picked it up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah same here. Yeah. In oh. fact, I never I never liked homework. I never, yeah. I never did homework, yeah. basically. It's only in high school that when I realized I need to study and I need to do this, but in primary school, I, I don't, I can't remember I did a lot, made a lot of effort to study. What's your first memory of childhood? Uh, that's a good question. My first memory of childhood, I think, um, so what, what I can remember is when I got lost in, in the market. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I went with my mom and I was just, uh, I got lost. And I don't think people know this, or even my family, but I was, 
was freaking out. I thought, you know, I was yelling at some calling out, yelling out, and yeah. And How old luckily, I probably five? was about six or something. Six, yeah. Do you remember the first day of school or? I can't remember the first day of school. Did you have uniforms or no uniforms? No, we didn't have any uniforms. <laughs> shoes? We don't wear shoes at that time, but Just we have what we call thongs or slippers. Flip flops. Yeah, flip flops. Yeah, we call them flip flops. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the times you had to leave them at the front of the class. Not necessarily. Not, no, not no, there. No. But I can remember I have some, uh, there's some kids, they're really poor, that they don't have thongs or slippers yeah. or anything. They can yeah, just barefoot. They go barefoot. Yeah. Mm. What was uh, the main uh, playtime during the day? What would you play with on the streets? Wow. Uh, I, that's something that I can always remember. I enjoyed that time because I, we played after school. And yes. After school until, you know, it dark. gets dark. Until your parents call you for dinner yeah. and things like that. And that was, that was fun. Anything? Yeah, anything. No, no particular basketball, soccer or... No, no. I think we used to play what we called uh, a softball. Yes. Kind of... Uh, With a bat. Bat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And some... With the Americans. And there's some Filipino... Um, um, sports. sports that uh, we grew up with and yeah and I don't think a lot of kids knows those uh, sports that yeah. we played before. What was your favorite food when you were little? Uh, it's still my favorite it's called sinigang. Sinigang? Is, uh, yeah it's yeah. a sour soup, soupy food you know nice. I, don't, I think you've, you've tried the milk fish in the Philippines okay if you've been there yeah it's, um, it's called sinigang so I think I had it in yeah, that book cooked with tamarind or some of the um, sour fruits that we have and they yeah, possibly. Very nice. I think I had a, I had a fish soup in Dagupan. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. uh, where they dry the fish, yeah. mm -hmm. but it was fresh, so maybe. I do cook that most of the time because uh, that's the food that I always miss. Oh, then it's easy for me. Uh, the probability if I come over, the probability of having one is quite high, isn't yes. it? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I thank you for the sweets you brought tonight. Uh, you didn't come empty-handed. It's amazing because. This custom to bring something, this is not Australian, this is Filipino. Yes. And uh, you know what kids love, obviously, yeah. because you were there. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I, I remember also as being a child how difficult it was for mm. us, you know. But we, you know, I, uh, I had my first banana when I was 13. <laughs> there are no bananas, obviously, in Europe. Well, they are in Spain and uh, South Italy, but not where we grew up. So, um, there were no bananas in the shops. Uh, some shops in the major cities would get them, but they would disappear within an hour or yeah. two. Mm. So basically, yeah, I was 13 before I had mm. my first banana, which yeah. is, uh, yeah, incredible. I, I think they're, the, they're uh, one of my favorite foods because uh, we grew up with them. Yeah. Different uh, kinds of bananas. I know, mm. uh, the little ones. The little really ones, the one that sweet. you cook. Yeah, 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 yes, you're right. Yeah, I had, I had mm. cooked bananas mm. a lot in, uh, in um, the yeah. Philippines, fried ones. Unfortunately, they're um, they're quite fatty because they always, you know, they put them with a lot of oil. sweets, a lot of oil. Really yum, but yeah. you know, you gain weight when <laughs> you go to the Philippines. <laughs> and they like their sweets a lot. Yes. And balut, no, not my favorite, but I had to try it. I never tried. I tried them when I was a little, a little kid, and that's the only. Time that I've tried them. So for those people who don't know what balut is, balut is an egg. It's a hatched egg, uh, a duck hatched egg uh, yes. that has the, the the little baby, and they're just about yes. to <laughs> come out, and then they boil it, 
and then you're supposed to just eat it like that and just put some vinegar and salt and have it. <laughs> so, but apparently it's, it's very healthy for you yeah. and good for you and yeah, very common. You know, on the side streets, you see them everywhere. Mm. They also have a one-day fried chicken as yeah. well. Yeah. So basically the chicken is almost alive. They just put Call it them in. quack quack. The yeah, they just put them yeah. <laughs> straight in the sizzling oil and you eat it with bones with everything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Um, when you were growing up, um, were, you, were your parents Christians? No, um, um, they're Catholics. Okay. Did Catholic you go to church family. to Mass? I went to church a lot when I was growing up, especially when I was in high school, because uh, my eldest sister, she, she loves to go to church. Okay. And she always takes us with her. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, when did you discover the Lord? Was it in Australia or no, later on in... Like, I was in the Philippines when I uh, met the Lord, yeah. Okay, so you, after primary school, you went to high school? I went to high school. I went to a Catholic school in the Philippines, so... The same yeah. city at home? Uh, Staying yes. at home? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you choose a trade there or a specific subject? No, we, it's, they're all fixed. All the subjects yeah. are there. Cool. They're the ones that you need to take, yeah. Were you quite rebellious in your teenage years or not really? I guess I was. In what ways? I think I always want to get away from home at a young age. Yes. And I think I could call that a rebellion because I want to live by myself and be independent and, and um, you know, um, experience life yeah. and uh, discover the world. I think that's what I want to do at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at a young age, I want to work, you know, I mm -hmm. look for work whatever things that I can do and um, yeah and were you a, a person who saves were you saving money or were you spending the money no I was um, at that time it's only well I, was, I started working and I was studying at that time at yeah that time, yes. so I just used my money for studies mm -hmm. yeah of course my brother was helping me at that time because uh, um, yeah at 17 I left home and I stayed with my brother in Manila and um, I went to college then, and um, that's when um, I started working as well. What was your first job in Manila? My first job was uh, at McDonald's. Great. Yes, it's the second McDonald's in the Philippines at that time. It must have been difficult to get a job in there, wasn't it? It is very difficult to get to McDonald's and yeah. at that time, but I was one of what you call those lucky guys who made it. You know, yeah. I guess they're, they're very strict when it comes to working at McDonald's at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the standards. Yes. Mm. So that was good discipline because apparently you know their training program is very good. So yes, their coaching, is. their mentoring yeah. is very good. Yep. Um, did it set you up with discipline, with manners, with? Yes, definitely. What What are some of the benefits? What What are some of the skills that you? I think it's the there? social skills that yeah. you are interacting with people, and mm -hmm. at the same time, the training that they have, uh, they train you in a lot of different areas and things and. And um, you, you just learn so much and you, you really learn to compete with people that you are working with because they have a lot of incentives and a lot of uh, um, award programs for, for the workers and, yes. uh, yeah, and trainings. So you, you really need to, be, to do well yeah. and to get promoted. So from being a, a night crew, I got promoted into, eventually I got promoted into a managerial Position. position. Wow. Yeah. How long did that take? About a couple uh, of years? Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, a couple of years. Because it's slow, no matter how good you yeah. are. You have yeah, to go through the ranks, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. 
plus I'm, I was undergraduate at that time, so yeah. they won't just promote you straight away because they normally choose the ones who have graduated, have a degree. And, yeah. you know, mm. So you were working and you were studying at the I same time? I was studying time. at the same time. Great. Was it far away to get to work in the uni? Because Manila, um, Manila is yeah, a crazy it's city. always since I was living in Manila at that time, it it um it takes a lot of time to travel. Yeah. Especially my brother is living in other part of Manila. Yeah. And I was working in Quezon City and there on the other side. So um, I have to travel. By bus. Traffic. Yeah, by bus and or by motorbike. jeepney, yeah. Whatever jeepney. means that you can yeah. get to, to to get to work, yeah. Yeah. Fall asleep on them. I've, I fall asleep at school. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> uh, no girlfriends? Uh, lots of girlfriends. <laughs> at that time, uh, well, of course there was some. <laughs> yeah. I was I wasn't very I was very quiet when it, when I had a girlfriend at that time, but uh, yeah. I had girlfriends, yeah. Uh, alcohol? I did yeah. a lot of a alcohol lot. at that age. Yes. I don't think my family knew about that. Yeah. <laughs> they well, probably will know now. <laughs> they were so far away. They yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, not really that far. Probably only yeah, I, I, 80, I did, 100 yeah, kilometers away. I did away. a lot of alcohol and, you know, when I was at York College, you know, um, the pressure and then yeah. um, lots of my friends were drinking and smoking. So um, to get... was part of yeah, the peer. It's part, it's part of that pressure that you, um, you have to do it. Yeah. yeah to be able no to drugs? That's a good thing. I never tried drugs in my life. But there was lots there. There was lots. There's yeah. a lot of offer. There's a lot of friends. But I knew what it's gonna do to me. So I knew at that time I I would say no to this one. What were you trying to get to? I mean, what were you trying to achieve? What was your goal? Well, at the young age, I knew what I wanna do. Yeah. And that's why at 21, I said I want to finish my my studies have a job and have a stable job and uh, yeah and from there you know be successful in what I'm doing yeah. and um, and I think I did that when I I was at that age I knew what I, w- I want to do so I have a, a, a very stable job a good paying job when um, after my I graduated I worked with a friend who's got a business and uh, so you left McDonald's yeah I left McDonald's um, I went to um, to work with a, a very uh, good friend yes and it was, uh, he's got a very successful um, steakhouse, a restaurant. So, um, so I'm always um, involved with um, food business ever yeah. since. Hospitality. Yeah, yeah hospitality. <laughs> so you worked in, uh, in waiting or in management? Management, or? yeah. Okay. It's more, all of, my, all of them are management. So obviously, uh, working with McDonald's has helped you immensely. It, Gave you the yeah, confidence, did, yeah. systems, processes, yeah, employment, yeah. HR. That's a big plus if you work with McDonald's, especially yeah. at the managerial level, and when you apply for another job, that's always. Um, you know, it's a interesting. For uh, I have a coach, employers, yeah. uh, and um, he is very successful, and um, he told me that what is done to his children, he's got children, and he said when they were employable, when they were fourteen. Uh, he got them all to go to McDonald's and work at McDonald's for a year. <laughs> and he set them a goal. They had to, I don't know, they had to make some level in McDonald's. And if they did that, uh, after one year, they would get a brand new iPhone. <laughs> so until then, they w- he wouldn't buy them an iPhone. All right. And he said, you know, 
it was excellent because I couldn't coach them in that year as well as McDonald's would coach them. So it's a free coaching program, he said, for teenagers. <laughs> and they get paid for it. And you can put a, a stimulus for them at the end as well. So I can't forget that because mm -hmm. I think it's tremendous, yes. you know, opportunity. And obviously, I have a brother-in-law as well who went through the McDonald's. And I think he's one of the most regimented men I know. Very disciplined, very um, full of integrity with work, with everything. Because he went there from a young age and he went through the ranks to get to managerial as well. And he just, um, he's got a very bubbly personality mm -hmm. as well. Very good with people. Mm -hmm. So it did set him up for life. Yeah. That's which is great. Mm -hmm. So you're working in this steakhouse. Um, are you dating someone at this stage? No. <laughs> no? No. You're not, you don't, I, you don't want to get married. girls, you know. But you don't want to get married yet? No. Okay, what what do you want to do next? So, what what are your thoughts now? You've you've completed uh, your your course in uh, business. Yep. You're working for this uh, mm -hmm. uh, restaurant for this steakhouse. Yep. What's next for you? That's when the, um, the opportunity to come here, not soon. Okay. Yep. Um, I was um, I already became a Christian at that time. In the Philippines. When I was yeah in the Philippines. How did was, that happen? Well, I was. Um, um, invited my sister is always uh, it, my sister is always telling us she became a Christian oh yeah she became a Christian and she was so passionate and on fire telling okay. us about you know um, and was she in Manila or back in, in Manila okay yeah and she was um, she's always telling me about you know when I don't know she went to these uh, very charismatic church and they were teaching about the um, um, the 666 the mark of the peace and things like that and she was telling me about that and yeah, I was listening and it doesn't make, it doesn't really make sense to me. Yes. But she's very persistent about it. And yeah. one day they invited me to come to the church. Yes. And um, yeah, and I, um, I knew, and she was telling me, oh, you have to uh, um, invite Jesus into your heart, you know. Yeah. And so, and, and repent of your sins. She's telling me about that. I, I was thinking about those words, but it, they don't really make sense. No, I'm already a Christian. You know, I'm a Catholic. I grew yeah. up in a, um, you know, I go to church and that's yeah. enough. But then there came a time in my life where, um, well, is this all about life? Mm -hmm. You know, and um, even if you have a good job, um, um, there's a, a lot of great opportunities coming your way. And... Um, I don't know, at that time, which, um, even when I was um, at that age, I knew there was something missing in my life. Yes. I knew there was something that I need to do. And, and, and maybe it's the conviction that when my sister was telling me about, you know, yeah. having a relationship with Jesus. And then when I went to that service in the church one night, uh, I decided to give my life to the Lord. And okay. from then on, you know... Did you go up to the front? Was there I an did, altar call? Yeah, there was an altar call. It was okay. quite embarrassing at that time, but I, um, I did it. Yeah. Good. And baptism? Not, not after that. So that was, I went back to Manila. So I went yes. to the province where, where my family lives. And I went back to Manila because I was studying. And because there was no, um, no one followed me up, or followed me through in my uh, work with the Lord. So I just went back. To the old life? To my old life. Yeah. Um, for two years, maybe, yeah, about two years. And um, although I knew, you know, I've, I've accepted the Lord, but I was living 
a life that is not really um, uh, pleasing to God. Yes. And then I came across with a group of Christians um, at the uh, university where I was staying, or at the college where I was stay, uh, studying, uh, the Campus Crusade for Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I met a bunch of um, Christians there, and they encouraged me to with my uh, Christian walk. And yes. I met the guy, and he discipled me. Um, yeah, and did the Bible study with him, got involved with Campus Crusade. Um, yeah, and, and I found that new meaning in my Christian, Christian life at that time because uh, I've met a bunch of wonderful Christians who encouraged me and helped me along the way, uh, discipled me and mm-hmm. uh, helped me to grow in my walk with the Lord and encouraged me to attend leadership um, trainings and seminars and I've learned how to share the gospel with the four spiritual laws and right. I shared it with, you know, you know when I was at, um, at the college when I was in college, I think I've shared, you know, we're always, it's a goal for us to share the gospel for at least, I think, two or three people in a week. Okay. So I did all those. I yes. was so passionate about doing it. Yeah. And I discipled a few of the students. Yeah, that was that was very, very, um, a very good experience. And back home, your parents still? Um, eventually, my parents, uh, no, nah, no. Nah, I think my mom became a Christian at that time. Mm-hmm. Or my mom already uh, became a Christian. My dad became a Christian before he died. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. And uh, so you went back uh, in Manila. You went to a charismatic church or a Baptist church or a. No, I went to. Um, I went to a. Um, an alliance church. I don't know if you don't know the um, no. um it's, it's a it's an evangelical church. Okay. Yeah, I got involved in that church. Were you baptized? Yes, I was baptized there. Okay. So that's where I got baptized. Did they believe in the Holy Spirit and baptism or not really? No, that's a good question. That's a good thing because uh, they don't actually um, um, emphasizing yeah. all those kind of giftings. That's why that's what I grew up with. Um, not, uh, so I grew up in my Christian life, not really. Oh, that's, you know, speaking in tongues is not for me, and yeah. all those kind of uh, weird things. Weird things, you know. Yeah. And we laugh when we see those things, and you yeah, know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so then, a new chapter opened for you to come to Australia. An opportunity came. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, to study here. Yes. What to study? To study. Uh, to start, um, I, I didn't know when when I was I uh, I didn't know what uh, that I will be studying here in Australia yeah. when I came because there's this uh, guy from here from Australia. Yes, he actually lives in lived in lives in Albany. Um, I didn't know them. I came to know them through a friend. Yeah, and um, and from friend here they went to the Philippines not knowing really what they're into. Yes. So they come across. Uh, they come with this family, and they they fr- they're friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And one day they invited me to come with them because they're ministering to that. Um, they're going to a place in Pangasinan yep. where they're going to minister. Okay. And I tag along. I went, and uh, yeah, and uh, there I've um, experienced the <laughs> the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. That's why you call. Wow. I spoke in tongues. Yes. And. Um, yeah, and you couldn't uh, go back to that church anymore. Yes, that's true. That. <laughs> you are an outcast now. Slowly, yeah, I went. I, I, I um, um, I moved out from that church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, this guy, 
you know, with this, I found it weird when I was, when he was saying this, and he told me, and you know what? The Lord is telling me you're going to Australia. Wow. And that he was, was prophesying. A prophesying. It was prophesying to me, and I didn't pay attention to that. Yes. I said, May in Australia, you know? Oh. I never had plans to go to Australia. I don't even know where Australia is. And, this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and they went back to Australia after their holidays, and he kept ringing me or sending, um, sending me letters. Uh, have you heard from God? Yeah. I said, what about that? Have you heard from God? You know, uh, he's, uh, um, he wants you to come here in Australia. And I find it weird because he's telling me that. You know, yes. how, could, how could God speak to him in that sense? You know? yeah. But um, he is very persistent about it. And I think six months after that, he, he gave me, he, he rang me. Yeah. And he said, I really believe that the Lord wants you to come here. Mm. So... Start working on your visa. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think I um, I felt that the Lord was prompting me at that time. Yeah, maybe there is something, you know. I give it a try. So um, I tried. So I I, um, I applied. Uh, I think the Lord has already prepared that way for me. So yeah. my first trip in Australia was all easy. In fact, there's some other things that happened that 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 made me believe that the Lord really wants me to come here. And uh, yeah, and um, it for at that time in that was I think in nineteen ninety four for a single guy to come here and start was very almost impossible. In, almost impossible, but God made a way. So what kind of visa did you come? Um, just um, tourist tourist visa. Yeah. Okay. Where Melbourne or Perth? Perth. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I have to present all all these everything. documents and everything, yeah. and I wasn't sure whether I'll be accepted. But when I was at the immigration. Um, I went, I come across with a friend, an old friend of mine. Yes. And she saw me on the, on the you know, I was lining up. I said, where are you going? I said, oh, what, what are you doing here? I said, I'm applying for a visa in Australia. What are you going to do there? I said, I, um, nothing. I'm just going for a holiday and meeting some friends. And she said, are you sure you're going to come back? Yes. I said, yes, of course I'll come back. Because she said, oh, my, I'm... Um, my, she's the secretary of the second assistant who yes. approves the visa. Oh. So are your paperwork complete? Yes. I said, yes, give them all to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the next day I got a visa. Wow. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, and uh, the guy, Michael, he's, he's a French guy. He sent me the money to my buy the ticket. to come here to buy the ticket. So that was... So when I was on my way here, I was really... I, I, I did believe in my heart that the Lord... Is really calling me uh, he's got something for me here and then i come across with that word in hebrews eleven forty, which says god has planned something better for us so that only together with us would uh, be would they be made perfect it, i don't it doesn't make a lot of sense to me at that time because i know um later on i realized you know the context of that is about all those who've gone through you know the clouds of witnesses and all those yes things. But the Lord, the Lord is really great because he, um, he made me, he brought that verse to me a few months ago. Mm-hmm. He brought it back to me just to remind me about that promise that he has for me yes. in, in that scripture. Yep. And when I arrived here in Australia, that was in the, that was a time when they have a heat wave in February. 
And I said, is this Australia or it's like a desert? It's hotter it's than the hot. Philippines. Yeah, and it was hot and, and it wasn't like what it is before. Yeah. You know, it's just all bushes and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, I was picked up by a friend. And then after that, I was, um, um, uh, they drove me to Albany. So I stayed in Albany. A lot cooler there. A lot cooler there. It was very cold actually in the morning and <laughs> afternoons. So I felt very uh, cold there. Um, this guy who invited me, who went to the Philippines, um, I stayed with him with, and his wife for, I think, for three weeks in Albany. Yes. So, I was very happy that I made so it. So, you had a three-month visa, did you? Six uh, just a month. One month. I can't stay longer, but I said I can only go for a month because of work. And um, when I was there, I didn't know what to do because I was, he said, because they work. So, yeah. I, was, I, I was stuck in the house. Yeah. And he said, here are the books, read all these books and, you know, and read the Bible and pray to God yeah. and uh, ask him what he wants you to do. Yeah. Yeah. I stayed in the house and um, um, sometimes they come home and take me somewhere or uh, visit some friends or meet some Filipino people who were living in Albany at that yeah. time. And when he uh, gets home, he always asks me, have you heard from the Lord? Yeah. <laughs> I said, No. No, every day that that was the routine for more than two weeks. Yeah, and uh, nothing happening. And I said, no, I, don't, I haven't really heard from the Lord. Yeah, and so it's time for me to go back to Perth, and I only have a week to to um, I only have a week um before my flight, flight back, back to home. the Philippines. Yeah. yeah, and so I was really keen and eager to find out what the Lord just wants for me to do. Yeah, and then um, I was staying with a Filipino family. And um, at one one day, I was just sitting in the lounge, and I saw a Christian directory. Yes. And I opened that Christian directory, and um, uh, when I opened it, there's all these Bible colleges. Of course. And I it made uh, and I um, remember that when I was in the Philippines, I um, decided to go to the Bible college. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen for some reasons, but I was really keen on going to the Bible guides. And, and I was, I, and when I was uh, at that time, I also, when I got involved with Campus Crusade and be, became active in my Christian work and growing, I want to become a missionary. So yeah. I applied to some of the mission uh, organization in the Philippines yes. and they said, have you been no to the experience. Bible college? Yeah. Said, no. So that's no why, Bible college, yeah. no experience. So that click into my mind that I really need to be trained to get training and um, go to the Bible college. And I checked all of this Bible college and, and a friend of mine as well took me to the Bible college and Riverview was uh, Rayma at that time. Yeah. And they didn't accept me because of, um, you know, they are not accepting overseas students at yeah. that time. And I went to base where I can remember um, Tabor Bible College at yeah. that time. And then I went to last, the last one was the West Australian Bible College. Yeah. And I didn't know how to get there. No one will take me there. So I took a cab. Wow. And uh, I thought I was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, the old there West Australian there. Bible College is right. nothing. But I was um, uh, greeted by these uh, um, friendly women. Was, was the secret or the um, secretary of the Bible college yeah and um, I felt there was a, a, a very warm welcome for me when I went to that Bible college at yeah. that start and they interviewed me and asked me a lot with all of these questions and things 
And before I left the Bible Was it Jeff Huster then? Yes. I met Jeff and McCormick, Mrs. McCormick? No, it was Susan Brown at that Susan time. Brown. Yeah. I know Susan. Yeah. Okay. And um, they interviewed me. And before I left, they gave me the um, application, application form. form. Wow. And so I had... Because they were Greek or credited. Yeah, yeah. I was, and I just had to work on my visa to come yeah. to Australia. Um, and then I went back to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And I was excited because, wow, I'm going to the Bible college and going back to Australia, blah, blah, blah. And I told my friends about it. Yeah. Um, and then I, um, when I went, I was in the Philippines, it wasn't easy to get a visa. To get a visa. Yeah. I think I was rejected twice because of the financial support and everything. Yes. And uh, yeah, so I was really um, disappointed and... Um, I said, that's it. You I gave up. Gave up the third time. And then I got a call from, that, that's the time that I've already quit my job because I yeah. knew I was going into my last application. I've already quit my job. Um, and um, I think that was about six months. My money, my, my savings are running out. Yeah. I have nothing. Um, and then I started looking for a job. Yeah. So I got accepted again because of my resume and credentials. So straight away, a good job, a good paying job, yes. better than the last. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy about it. And so I was there for about four, uh, three, three, three weeks working. Yes. Um, when I had had this um, um, letter from the Bible College telling me that um, someone is you know, sponsoring. sponsoring me. Wow. And I was caught between, wow, I don't think I've lost my interest of going. You know, you, you, you get that disappointment. Sure. And, and you question yourself, is that, what God, is that God's will? Yes. And um, after that, I prayed about it. And I didn't have so much. I, I don't have money for my airfare or for my uh, pocket money to come sure. to Australia at that time. Although they, the Bible college mentioned to me that you have a sponsor, you can come. There's no issue with with the, um, Paying the school uh, fees. With, yeah, with the fees and things like that. All you need to go to do is to come here. Get your flight. Yeah. And um, I made a decision, okay, I'm going. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm going to go to the Bible College. But I was so scared to tell my employer because we already made plans <laughs> yeah. about things and trainings and all these things. And then I'm telling them I'm leaving. Oh. But I said, uh, and, I, and I was thinking of, I'm just going to exit quietly and yes. I'm telling them <laughs> but I of course I was convicted that was some right thing to do so I tell, told them about the the, um, the situation and guess what they gave me my whole month pay Salary. and yeah. extras oh wow just to um, were they Christians no they're not Christians yeah but yeah. they just valued you they just valued and they valued me. your yeah. development yeah. and mm-hmm. moved to Australia and they said I'm glad you told us and yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. And um, my sister gave me some money for my airfare, so... I, uh, you landed here in 97, three years after your first visit? Uh, yes, true. Mm. And did you pass everything or was it difficult? It was very difficult. Um, you mean, I, I passed all my, um, all my uh, subjects, of course, <clears throat> but it was a difficult start at the Bible College. Yeah. And there's a lot of issues as well. When um, I think with, I had issues with the... Um, 
person who was sponsoring me and things like that. And th- there's a lot of things happen, <laughs> and even to the point of um, okay, it's not gonna work. I'm gonna go back home. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I saw all those um, challenges, challenges and barriers um, on the things that God wants me to do, and um, yeah. But I um, I stayed. Mm-hmm. And I think it. the Lord made a um, way. Made a way for mm-hmm. all those things. He I've met a lot of good people who offered me free housings. Beautiful. A lot of different stuff that I, you know, um, that you you would imagine yeah. when God really calls you mm. to something, you know, He will provide. He provides the way. Yeah, and no matter how difficult things may be, you know. Still single. I got married, but now I'm single. No, no. So when did you get married? I got married in 2005. Here in Australia. That's right. So in 97, you started Bible college, you finished Bible college, and then you found a job yep. in, in ministry? or I found it. I was working at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And while well, I was at the Bible college. Um, and then um, I, um, I got involved with the Filipino community church. here, community church in, 19, in 1997. Yeah, in 94, they already had this group. Um, there's not too many, a uh, lot of Filipinos um, in Perth at that time. So they have this um, multicultural group yeah. where they um, meet once a week mm-hmm. and um, they're focusing on mission. So okay. I was involved with that. And eventually they were, um, they um, decided, why don't we start a Filipino church? Great. Yeah, so they, and I think that was in 2000 when they started that. I was still at the Bible College. I was um, I was actually at Kalamanda Church, was involved there. Mm-hmm. And um, after, when I graduated, I um, um, I stayed with the Filipino Church. Yeah. And um, someone was looking after that church at that moment. And yeah. only when they left that... Um, I was um, appointed. appointed to be the pastor of the church. Mm. Of course, that, that, that is, moment, that that is, is the, the way for you to stay here. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? And um, Were you full-time in ministry or were you working at the same time? I'm working at the same time from the very beginning mm-hmm. up to this point. Yeah, because it's, it's still a small church, a small yeah. Filipino group. Yeah, but um, um, yeah, I guess. So in 2005, you met somebody? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got married here. She was Filipino. Yes, Filipino. From the church? No, she's because uh, I was. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities for me because people when they know you are single, that they all time, bring you all their cousins, sisters, brothers. Oh no, yeah. just. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I thought I was the most eligible bachelor at that time. Whenever they do that, yeah. but no, yeah, I met her through um, a cousin, uh, her cousin. Uh, she goes to that church as well. Uh, she was here already, or no? She was. She was uh, it was act- She was actually working overseas in um, um, Oman. Oman. Yeah, yeah. Oman. Yeah. And she, we met, and she, we clicked, and she decided to come over here, and yeah, I think we. Um, I think it's about two years before we decided to get married. It's, it's a long distance relationship. Yeah. At first, and then she came here. And then eventually we got married. Mm-hmm. And? and did you have children? No, no children. No, she was part of the, within the ministry. She's been part of the ministry, but unfortunately, um, unfortunately, the marriage didn't work. Oh, 
How long did it oh, work? 11 years. Oh, it worked for 11 years or yes. it worked on and off? No, no, 11 years. We, we were, I was married for 11 years. We were married for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And that is also um, um, a big in my ministry where, you know, maybe I decided to quit the ministry at that time because of what happened. But, you know, things happened and I realized that I'm not the only person, I'm not the only pastor who was in that position, yeah. you know. Um, but a lot of things happened from there. A lot of um, learning and um, um, encouragement from people as well. And uh, of course, uh, the Lord is teaching me some other things in that stage of my life. And that's when that Hebrews eleven forty, a few weeks ago, a few months, a few weeks ago, that the Lord made me realize um, that thing. Because I've never experienced anything in my life, any problem, big issues yes. in my life never ever yeah ever. until then until then and then i came across of that hebrews 11 where all those heroes of faith has gone through lots of trials and tribulations in their lives yeah and um, i've never learned how to be broken and i'm preaching i was preaching brokenness yeah jesus brokenness and all those things i never yeah. realized those things yeah. and then you are put in that position where you are crushed and broken, really, you know. I mean, I mean it's nothing compared to other people experience, maybe and, um, what Jesus did, you know, what he had experienced. Yeah. But um, I believe I was put in that position to experience that kind of brokenness and um, uh, that I never experienced in my life. Did she just leave or? Uh, it was a, a process of, uh, there was a process and sh- she just left. Mm-hmm. It was, um, and it was, uh, you know, being a minister and um, being a pastor, it's not something that I was expecting to happen. No. It's not something that I would like to happen in my life. Sure. But it did happen. Yeah. And of course, I had my own failings and my own um, um, part on that um, um, separation, but... Uh, yeah, I, I have to come to terms with that for a long, long time. How long did it take you to heal? I can say it's only uh, last year. So uh-huh. I got we got separated in 2016. And I think I, uh, I withdrew myself from many people that I know who knows what happened. I only stayed um, with the people in the church because um, they stayed they understood what happened so they didn't stigmatize you no, no. They what, what, um, what i was think what i was um um thinking at that time when it happened once i tell the congregation what happened the church will will split the church will just everyone will dissipate and it's the opposite it grew yeah they came and together was, yeah, strong and and um bob chapman was uh, with me during that time yeah. Yeah, he helped me through with it. Then a lot of people like Les and Glennis and other people who supported me. Yes. And to the point of leaving the ministry and mm-hmm. of course my family. Um being a Filipino and you know, the expectation from families. Uh, they expect uh, their exp- uh, I was thinking about their expectation from me because I was a pastor. I think um I let them down in a way that I didn't tell them straight away what happened to to my marriage and, yeah. and I 
feel sorry for it. I, I um, um, repented on that because sure. it should be the family who got to know first. And I, it's there that I've, um, I've, um, um, I've realized how important you know, your immediate families are. Yeah. They will be the one who will support you in your um, darkest time. Yeah. And you have brothers and sisters here as well? Or? No, they all live in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. My, um, so your church is your family, really? Yeah. 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 Here in, in, in Australia, they're, they're my family ever since, yeah. So the church on the way, the, the, the church, way, they, church, yeah. Yeah, the, way, the, the church that you pastor, was that the church then as well? Was it the same church? It's the same. It has changed its name from when it started with the Filipino church. Yeah. And uh, this, you, you know, um, starting a church is not easy. There's a lot of things that happens along the way. But and then la- later on, we decided to change it into the Way Christian Church. Yeah, mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And now you have uh, obviously a large congregation. They're not just Filipinos. It's not a, a large congregation. Um, it, it's still a small church. In well, sense, you wouldn't but, yeah. believe this, but the average church in Australia, I think, is 61 people. Yes, so we're a big church. So you're at least double that. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. <laughs> that's good. That's so good you've got know. not just Filipinos. It's uh, 70-80% Filipinos. No, it's actually probably 98, 98%, 98% maybe are You've Filipinos. got the treasurers or, you know, that family, that couple. Uh, and the only um, uh, Caucasians we've got there is Les and Glennis. Yeah. Yeah, you know them. Yeah. And of course, uh, um, the children who grew up here, they of were course. already Australians. Uh, Australianized. Yeah. Australian <laughs> yeah. Wow, beautiful church. I've had the privilege to yeah. preach a couple of yeah. times at your uh, anniversaries. Yeah. You might be coming back again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying the pig, the, yeah, the, the, the pork, uh, yeah. obviously, roast, and mm-hmm. the, the fellowship. What have you learned through this uh, difficult experience of divorce as a pastor? I've never understood what um, people who are separated are going through until you get into that position. Because I've... As a young pastor, yeah. I was, even when I was single, I, um, I um, ministered through a lot of um, people who are having, it, it sounds crazy, but uh, having a lot of uh, um, uh, marriage difficulties. Sure. Especially with the Filipinos at that time, because I was a pastor, they would call me. And I always use this scripture as a basis, in a way. Cause, and that's why I, I was, um, I said, um, I think I'm lacking in that manner that um i don't i'm not i'm uh, i wasn't married at that time and i don't have that experience yeah but um i've learned and when i got divorced i realized that um um i I never understood what they went through yeah until i went into that position into that situation where i was in yeah, it's a tough one eh? it's very tough but your heart has been probably become so much softer I guess, you know, a lot more love for people yeah, for true. this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the legacy you'd like to build uh, for the generations that follow you? I think what I can say for the generation to follow me is stay true to what God has called you to do. You know, I think in my own experience, I, um, you know, I think I can say I did that. You know, I've yeah. been faithful to what God has called me to do along the way from the very start that God has called me to come here yeah there's a lot of uh, hindrances and obstacles along the way even to the point 
that I had all the reason to leave the ministry when yes. my marriage broke down. And I took that as, this is the time for me to leave, but it didn't happen. And I never heard from the Lord that, okay, it's time for you to go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just be true to what God has called you to do. And uh, I've um, seen a lot of Christians who committed themselves to um, serve the Lord in the ministry, but um, given up. Mm. They've given up and never continue because of their situations in their lives. So I guess um, for the new generations now, there's a lot of um, um, distractions and there's a lot of um, um, things and ways to keep you off focus on the goal. Yeah. But I, could, I would say that um, I have run my race very yeah. well. I've been running. Yeah. I'm still in that race. Of course. And I knew one day I'll finish that course and, and um, yeah, knowing that we are always victorious in Christ. Beautiful. Mm. Thank you. I honor you. I found the seventh um, connection point. Yes. You know, you spoke about being true to your call. Mm -hmm. Well, something that I keep saying to myself is this. When the challenges come my way and I feel down, I say to myself, Nathaniel, you have a higher calling. I keep saying that in my yeah. mind. Mm -hmm. And Paul, who's filming us here tonight, knows that. I often say that. You have a higher calling. You have a higher calling. And I think uh, this sums it all up as well, the legacy that you're building. Thank you for coming to the show. It's my pleasure. Glad to be here. I can't wait to see the next chapter, what the Lord is doing in your life and yes. in your ministry. Well, friends, what an amazing story. Even though the challenges came in abundance, both in the Philippines and here in Australia, first on arrival and then later on with marriage breakdown and the challenges of pastoring a church and planting a church, yet Arnel remained true to his call, and that is absolutely beautiful. I pray that this encourages you as well to remain true to your call. I'm sure you know the call of God on your life. This call is a higher calling, so remain on track and don't give up. Remain true to the call of God on your life. If you love this content, please share it with other people. Distribute it on the wider world web and also on the channels of the social media. Give us the five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts because that prioritizes and lifts us up a little bit. And uh, yeah, come back. We can't wait to see you next time at Kingdom Stories from Down Under. I'm Nathaniel Costia. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate, and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.